I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And this this is That Other F Word. We don't talk about Mitchell. No, no, no. no. (laughs) We don't talk about Mitchell. What are we here talking about? (laughs) Not Mitchell. (laughs) Not Mitchell. (laughs) We're talking about Encanto. Did I I say it like professionally and everything? Sure. I think so. I think you did a great job. So hopefully you've seen this movie because if not, like We're about spoiler, to blow it up. <laughs> spoiler alert, bonanza. Um, you know, unless you don't care, I guess. Bruce so- Willis was dead the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mitchell. <laughs> so this was Disney's 60th animated film. I feel like if you haven't seen it, you at least have like seen of it, and right? At it's least been heard everywhere. Of the songs. Oh because my that's gosh. what Lin-Manuel Miranda does. Oh, my god! <laughs> he writes a catchy-ass damn song. <laughs> yes, he does. The guy's um, brilliant. So I feel like this movie, like, broke norms in a lot of really beautiful ways. And it's a lot about family expectations and obligation and identity. And so I just kind of wanted to talk about some of the characters and some of the ways that this movie really broke some norms. It was, and it was really fun. So just to, so my favorite Disney movie still is Coco. Um, I do love Encanto. It's my second favorite now. But what the, like, so what the the difference in just a few years, Coco comes out, nobody knows about it. It doesn't get heard about. And then people watch it years after it had been released. This one comes out and it comes out in full force. And so it was really kind of awesome to see that that change in such a in just a few years um where kind of one got kind of secretly released almost and people were really hesitant to see it because it was a little too cultural and it was a little too you know and this one with all its culture came out in full glory so i just i love that also lin-manuel miranda is brilliant and so um, talented i mean just nuts so well and i think one big thing people knew about this was that it was going to be the first disney I'm going to put in quotes princess because I don't feel like she's actually a princess, but the first female lead of a Disney movie with glasses, <laughs> um, which does, maybe doesn't seem like a big deal, but I think it kind of is, especially it's for a lot of little absolutely, girls. Yes. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but I thought Mirabelle was like a super interesting character. She was great. And so, well, what's been fun is a lot of people identifying with the characters in this movie, yes. not just one or the other. It was something kind of cute. We thought a lot of the little girls who you would have normally thought Isabella, who's the beautiful flowery princess sister, they were identifying more with Luisa, who's the strong, you yes. know, you know, that was a cool thing. And that was a cool thing to see change in the way girls view themselves. And I guess their expectations of themselves, which is both that's not a, that's not really good either. You know, if little girls are feeling that much kind of weight and pressure that they identify with Luisa, it's that's kind of a you well, know that I mean? might be something we're laying that's on a, there. That might yes. be a little bit too, but like st- like you know, but you don't know. It, it's do, yes. do they why do they identify with her? Hopefully, it's not for any like really bad or serious or heavy things, but it was kind of an interesting change. So the thing about this family in Encanto, if you haven't seen it, is all of them have special gifts. And in this town, they use their gifts to help the people in the town. They're headed up by their abuela, Alma. And Mirabelle is the only person in the family other than the two fathers who have married into uh, abuela's daughters. Um, 
that doesn't have a special skill. And so that's kind of something that comes up again and again in the mm -hmm. film is her not being special in this family full of special people. Mm -hmm. um, and it's her job because as she finds that their miracle, all their magic is kind of crumbling around them, she's trying to help keep the family and the magic alive. Um, and so she's Which we of, then realize is like her whole that's special... Her whole, that's her thing. She does have. And so I loved that because in all of that where we're all, we all have like talents and we all have our special things, sometimes they're not as obvious. That's right. And we carry them or have them in different ways. And sometimes it takes some <laughs> extreme act or something to kind of realize it. And so that was kind of, it just was really kind of cute. Like, well, I guess I'll do like a real quick summary of the characters like they do in the opening song. <laughs> so Abuela has three children. Peppa, who controls the weather with her emotions. Right. Um, yeah. Well, let's, yeah. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> problematic. It does. Um, Bruno, it is. Bruno, who sees the future. Uh, Julieta, who, uh, her, her, like anything she cooks, heals people. And then the grandchildren, Peppa has Dolores, Camilo, and Antonio. Dolores can hear things from miles away. Camilo can shapeshift into any person he wants. Antonio gets his gift at the beginning of the movie, and he can talk to animals. Mm -hmm. Then Julieta's daughters are Isabella, who can create flowers. They just, like, She's shoot out of her hands. Right. Everything is beauty. Uh, Luisa, who is so strong, she can, like, carry a church on her shoulder. <laughs> and then Mirabelle, who, as we said, as not a... Listen, I think it's really important that the listeners know that Wren was not looking at a whiteboard... Uh, with a family tree written on it. Like that she actually was has a staring to to memory. at my ceiling, pulling all of that information <laughs> from memory. I watched this, and I couldn't even tell you what the main character. Well, name we've was. all seen it three thousand times, yeah. um, and so my my nieces knew the songs before the end of the movie. <laughs> so I guess before we get any more into it, who did who did you relate to when you watched it, and why? Well, so at first, of course, Louisa, and then um, Doobie pointed out to me that I, that was. I was wrong. And I thought, you know what she, and so I watched it again. So that was my, my knee jerk. And I watched it again and I was very much Mirabelle and Julieta, her, the mom and the main character of the, you know, because, um, I always kind of, I still am like, I'm not exactly sure what I'm good at. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I guess I'll still figure it out. And so, um, that, and then I really do like to cook. And I think that food is, a healing thing. That's something Food that is a big thing for in you. our family. And yeah. so, yeah. And you know, because it's, it's just a big thing. And I thought, you know, she is, and there, so there's a little Louisa in there, but I think I'm much more, um, Julieta and Mirabelle. I think Louisa struggles. When I listened to that song, I, you were the first person I thought mm -hmm. of. We'll talk about that surface pressure. We'll talk about that more when we talk about Louisa, but, um, yeah, I think that her struggles are something that you have struggled with. Sure. Right. And, and right. overcome in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah. Mitchell. And so. The candle. <laughs> oh, my God. The last time we were here, you told us you watched it and you felt like Bruno. Yeah. Well, we know he's definitely Bruno. Um. <laughs> I watched it and I thought about you with the character yeah. Camilo. He's yes. the one who's, like, always trying to make people laugh. I do, too, think so. Is like, the, shape the shapeshifter. Yeah. For sure. That, I mean, he is the most. Can I just say, yeah. from a, a cinematic perspective and not, like, th yeah. this is where I'm going to get a little movie nerdy. Mm-hmm. That character gave me so much anxiety. <laughs> I couldn't keep up with what was happening. If he was him or, or he was the shape. And I still don't know that I know what he looks like at all. 
Oh, well, that's not movie nerdy. That's just you weren't paying very good attention. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and but then you, you mentioned feeling like Bruno, and then later when I thought about it, I was like, I could see that. I could see that. Well, it's kind of also how we perceive ourselves Bruno and how in others. A secret passageway behind the walls, and I've always yeah, wanted you like, secret like passageways, that. and I, like like just a room off behind everything. But he also think, he feels different from the rest of his family, yeah, right? And yeah. I know you have a little bit of that. A lot of it. Yeah, and he. I, th- yeah. I think that's what this whole movie has done. And so that's kind of the point. And then like the way we see ourselves versus the way others p- see us, how we serve for ourselves and for others. And that's always a little different. And so where we have all in this, so they focus on all these talents, but then it's like, but where it might be your talent, it might, you might not want it to be your talent. Right. It might they, not be your personality. It's a lot like the Ninja Turtles. It's a lot of things. And it, it's not just, you know, but it's like we perceive Mitchell one way. He perceives himself another. You perceived me some ways. I perceived myself other. My initial perception was different than when I actually thought about it and watched it again. Yeah. And then realized, oh, no, I am that. And she is right. Like, that is a difference. And it, it took like her saying it to, for me to kind of. Yeah, that is kind of more me. Yeah. Well, and here's you know? the other, and it's or it's the more me I'd like to be, the part of me that I want to focus on more than the other part. Yes, right. I don't know what order we're going with any of this, or where <laughs> you people are headed with it. Yeah, so I'm just it's not like you start. have a spreadsheet that you could look <laughs> at, or. <laughs> that, um, that was sarcasm too. But I think one of the things that I got from it is that it's sort of what similar to what Katrina was saying is like. Everybody's special, right? And then this person, it's like you look at them like, yo, this person is so special. They can lift houses and small churches and shit. And then you talk to that person, you're like, yeah, it's cool and all. I can't but do damn, that. It's a lot of work. That's like, right. I don't necessarily enjoy that I have to do this all the time. The obligation. Like, it's, you know, like. Well, I don't have to always to live up to my expectations either. Like, I, like, I'm a funny person. Sometimes, and when I show up somewhere, they're like, oh, Mitch is here. He's going to be funny and do, like, tell Maybe. jokes or yeah. something. And I don't always feel funny. No, and like, you're not always, always funny. Like entertaining people. <laughs> also true. Also very, very true. No, but yes, that's exactly it. And sometimes, like, we can't show up the way we're supposed to or we don't want to show up the way you want me to. And, you know, so it's, like, kind of all of that. So we Never. did not let Ren say who Ren is. Oh, so I also kind of feel yeah. like Mirabelle. Mm-hmm. Because she's like she wants everyone to be okay, and she's I very am the curious. center of attention. She is not she's actually not, not the, the center, center of she attention. Is the star of the movie, but she is not the center of attention, not which is what is kind of amazing. Well, if she was a little more special, and smiled more. Uh, she, oh my god, <laughs> in heaven! All right, so we've talked a little bit about Mirabelle and how like she is a main character and her physicality. You know, like she has right. a more realistic body. And I oh, think yeah. like that's like a normal little Colombian. It's perfect. Yeah. She's perfection. So Luis said we've touched a little bit on. So the Luisa probably is one of the characters that, that there's been the most conversation about around the film. Her song is surface pressure and it's all about her being crushed under the weight of her gift and having to serve other people all the time and never take any time for herself. Right. Which is why that, <laughs> which is why I was like, me. <laughs> that is a hundred percent me. I yes. mean, that is, you know, but you know, it's like, like everything, you know, fitting me a square peg into a round yeah. hole is never going to work. Right. And so, well, and I'll say, you know, Shane has struggled with anxiety and he heard that song and he was like, man, that's a great song. I can relate to that. Yeah. And when Shane is saying that about a Disney movie and having and a girl pause it when he goes to the bathroom, 
it's a good thing. You know, something's right. touching something well, somewhere. You're you're inspiring some inner thought and reflection, yeah. if nothing else, right? And it's like, well, and yeah, I mean, that's a great, yeah, that's a great exercise. So another thing that was interesting about her is her Hulk physiology. Mm-hmm. Um, so they actually, the animators had to fight to get Disney to let them make her the body type that she is, which is large and in charge. Um, and, uh, it is ridiculous. Like why did anybody she's have muscular. to fight? Why did the, anybody have to fight that? I mean, I guess I can see the argument of like, if it's a magical ability, why would she have to be outwardly physically? And why would Isabel have to be beautiful? And I right? mean, you're right. I mean, I so, think it's great. Like, you know, because sometimes we visually represent things like that are emotional. So yeah, sometimes to to prove a point a little bit. (laughs) So I think it's great. It's also a movie. Um, This guy from the Federalist, which is a very right wing publication, (laughs) he didn't like it. And so here's what he said. Encanto clearly isn't ignorant of traditional female stereotypes. In fact, the portrayal of women drawn from the traditional family culture of Colombia, which woke Disney feels okay portraying is quite excellent. Otherwise mom heals people by feeding them. Even stereotypical criticisms of women make it into the movie. One woman's emotions swing wildly from sunny skies to literal storm clouds. Another woman hears everything and is seen as an untrustworthy gossip. I would argue that that's not true, but um, <laughs> no, that's no, that's his take. It's not a hot take. Yeah. Uh, women are wonders of God's creative goodness and wisdom as part of an ongoing assault on reality. Louisa masked that truth by substituting masculinity for femininity. Women are strong indeed in uniquely feminine ways and in ways that contrast with currently fashionable destructive nonsense. Families who want to see their children live well and come out healthy on the far side of our cultural descent into actual madness better get on this. Decide where Disney gets to come into your house and how to talk to your kids in a way that helps them love the true good and beautiful while recognizing and rejecting the kind of dehumanizing messaging Louisa represents. There's one part of that. One part of that I agree with. What's that? Discuss when Disney comes into your house. That's right. Leave it at that and shut the fuck up. I was going to say, so... Again, I'm so, like, and uh, this is, like, my biggest pet peeve lately. It's just everyone having a fucking opinion about everything, whether it was related to them or not. Well, also, like, my nieces who are very smart, and I know it's, I know they're mine, but 9 and 10, they're very, they're very impressionable. They do look at things and look at deeper meanings sometimes and everything. You know, they really liked the movie. We didn't have any kind of weird discussions they didn't ask me why it was Louisa was particularly muscular. They don't um, care. They did, and if they do or didn't, they understood it, and it didn't matter, right? Like, well, here's it, what's great about Louisa: why is, are we making this something? We're she, assuming they're stupid, or also she is a different body type. But what's what's awesome well, we all is <laughs> yes, we all are. What's awesome is so Disney made lots of dolls of Isabella and some of Mirabelle, um, and. There wasn't enough Louisa dolls. Little girls wanted more Louisa dolls because right. they did relate to her and because they did like her and they liked her song. Um, and sure, I think there's something really song. cool about that. Also, like, not just gravitating to the maiden character. Right. Is there nothing to that? I mean, th- that's kind of cool. Whenever so you can focus beyond, like, the main character that's in your face 
Kind of yeah. a, it's kind of a cool thing. All of these people have forgotten what it's like to be a child. That too. To watch a movie as a child. Without, right. Without put, like we said last time, without putting all this crap on something that doesn't need to have crap put on it. Just right. watch it to watch it. Right. Yeah. Without all this heaviness. But I think we can say all that without judging Isabella, who is the, the flowery, girly character. That's a lot of expectation. And so, yeah. you know, people discount that. And are sometimes, you know, it's like, well, maybe she doesn't want to be that either. Well, so that was the cool <laughs> thing about her character. So right. Isabella is the one who can, like, shoot hands, like, fields of, shoot hands, shoot fields of flowers out of her hands. Um, Get these hands. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> um, and so I think, you know, she's she's one of the characters that you expect to be, like, a little villainy because she and Mirabelle, like, have some friction. But she's not, and she gets her own little kind of arc um and not having to be perfect because she feels that the weight of perfectionism instead of the weight of service that louisa feels that's right she has to be perfect she's being set up with this man she's supposed to marry and then immediately have kids so they can like have more kids and then they have like get more gifts and all of this business and she like through her relationship with mirabelle learns to reject that right um and so that's you know i think like one thing i really liked about it was um that I think we come into it like almost with a judgment of Isabella Absolutely. as like a mean girl. And then we get to see this other side of her well, that I thought was lovely. She didn't choose her, her gift like everybody else didn't. And it's not fair to put anything more on her than you would anybody else. And sure. I think we do that easily though with everything, you know, it's like the pretty people have it easier or the, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, well, no, they have their own set of challenges. We just aren't aware of them because we right. haven't lived it. <laughs> right. Also, that's why we give people, you know, pay, you know, grace or whatever it is you want to call it and the benefit of the doubt and just right. not assume it's always been easy just because somebody's been whatever it is that you deem better than what you are. Great. Like, so. Um, I think also talking about Bruno, <laughs> even if we don't talk about Bruno, we should talk about Bruno. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. No, 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 no. no, no. no. <laughs> um, so Bruno is a super awesome character. The whole song we don't talk about Bruno is meant to represent like that thing in our families that we don't talk about, but that every, like, we're not supposed to talk about it. The black sheep. But the, everybody the talks incident, about it. the incident or the mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, yeah. The, the dark family Thanksgiving. thing. Yeah. yeah. The shamey thing yeah. that, that's supposed to be unspoken. Yeah. Um, and it turns out, what was super cool about Bruno is that he, like, he's set up on the posters and stuff to seem like he's going to be the villain in the movie. And he's not at all. No. In fact, um, so I wasn't aware of this, but Disney green is this specific light green color that's associated with all of its villains. Yeah. Like it's in the smoke around Ursula. Right. It's in the smoke around Scar. Like, you know. And Maleficent. All really of them. Yeah. Great yeah. color, too. It's well, pretty it's, cool. Color. There are a lot of them. Most of them are like green and purple, and two, and then the bad guys have some kind of element of purple in them. And but so. when you see it, like yeah. you know, like this yeah. is the bad guy. Sure. And Bruno's dressed in green and like presented. I mean, the whole song about Bruno is how he's like, you yeah. know, this harrowing character who would hand out these like terrible prophecies, <laughs> and he's really just this like little like, neuroatypical guy yeah. living in the walls who like. He's all alone. Like, there's even a scene where, like, they all sit at the family table, and he has a table, like, in the wall inside of the dining room. I know. It's so sad. I know. Oh, Bruno. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what's cool about that is, like, the conversation around shame and acceptance in yes. families. But also, like, a lot of people have been, and, of course, this could be people reading into it, but it's also probably a good tool for people 
um, talking about him as as a neuroatypical character, a neurodivergent right. character, like someone you know on the spectrum. Maybe on the spectrum, yes. Yeah. And so I think that's really cool. This mm-hmm. film is just like rich with representation in all different ways. Oh, sure. Here's You've something got, that yeah. I just thought of. Right. So like Bruno, he's he sees the future and he tells people and it always turns out bad. And they so they're just like, no, he's a jinx. He's a curse. Like, we don't talk about Bruno. But I think at the end of it, they all kind of learn to take responsibility for their own actions mm-hmm. and their own bullshit right. instead of like putting it on Bruno where it was like, Bruno said this is going to happen. That's now right. it did. And it's like everything is. And he's like, yo, that's not, not my what fault. I said. That's right. not what I told them. Like, that's just how shit works. Right. Yeah. And then people had to understand like, oh, well, like, damn. OK, so maybe it wasn't on him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he's just the guy telling the story. He didn't make it happen. There's a difference. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. He's misunderstood. He, he doesn't have the ability to do it. He has the ability to tell you it's going to happen. There's right. a very big difference with that. Y'all should have listened in the fucking first place. <laughs> right. But you didn't. And, and now, now shit's you. falling apart. Now look at you. Yeah. It's like rain <laughs> on your wedding day. Oh, God. Well, that's even... So, oh, my God. But um, <laughs> also... Yeah, it worked. It took you that long. It worked. <laughs> Well, that's like that's one of the points I was going to make is he says something when he walks up to his sister who controls the weather. He's like, oh, it looks like rain because she was stressed out. But right. she took that to mean that it, he was pr- prophesying that it was going to rain uh-huh. and then that pissed her off and then made it rain. Yeah. Yes, it's like, right, he was just making a comment. Yeah. Like, right. And also the guy <laughs> blaming him for gaining weight. Like, you should, no, nope, you know. I'm just eating. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it, I'd... I love everything about it. But yeah, there are all these little kids. Like I've seen pictures of them. Like the movie is freeze framed behind them with like Antonio or Mirabelle and the kid. Like, look, I'm on the TV screen. Like little well, kids of color. That's that right. Don't we see just watched a little boy do the whole Louisa, yeah. you know, up surface pressure song. Uh, Whitley dance. sent us the yeah. TikTok of him doing the whole entire dance. I mean, well, thank God Disney was brave enough and comfortable <sighs> enough to represent. Uh, Colombian. Well, culture, here's the thing too, and I don't. To that dude, you know, it was like apparently Disney feels comfortable enough representing this. Well, culture. it's just the culture, well, and that's what you know they what? look I like. I think Disney does need to just stick with white people. Yeah, it's just right. Well, that's a whole. We we'll do another episode no. on turning red, but that's like a whole <laughs> yeah, a whole thing. People were calling it unrelatable because it's a Chinese family in Canada. I can't relate to this. <laughs> the by the way, the biggest Chinatown. Out, you know, ch- literally Chinatown outside of China is in North America. It is in Vancouver, British Columbia. I have been there. There are a lot of Asian people well, in Canada. Yeah, I mean, but I'm white, so I can't relate to any of that. Just the people that are complaining, they can't relate to that or in Canto. No one asked you to. Um, have been represented <laughs> all for the time for way too long. If you're having trouble, it's because you've been riding a bike with training wheels. Yeah, right. you've been literally you only lit- represented. Like, you you're. Have- Right, correct. Like you, <laughs> you don't know what it's like to not be from once. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Other right. people live here. <laughs> Weird, I know. And they're humans they're like you. They're so great. They have talent you don't possess like this. <laughs> All of these. <laughs> I guess the last couple of things are like, I thought it was very interesting and something that I wasn't, I mean, I guess like marginally aware of, but like the people in the movie have all different skin tones. Yes, because in Colombia, you have a lot. There's like in certain people don't quite understand Afro Latino. Um, (laughs) That's a whole nother something we could get a whole thing about. But um, are you about to make a cocaine joke? uh, I 
am not going to make a cocaine joke. Um, but yeah, Colombian people, they have black people, white people, in between people, and all the things, because that's just what people look like in Colombia. Sounds like, like a damn America. It does sound weird, doesn't it? <laughs> it's a little bit something. But there are some, you know, they're, that they're, they do have more Afro-Latino, um, you know, or that happens, and that's also just, if they yeah. had only made all of them, like, white or black, that wouldn't be accurate. Because well, that's not what people look like in Colombia. And so it is nice that they actually did that. Like I'm going to say something that might make me sound like an ignorant white person. But <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I think that most white people think that everyone below our border in South America and Central America looks like people from Mexico. That's yes. correct. You are not South America. There is no South America. That, That's just South Mexico. Also, yeah. do you remember, remember how Trump said the three countries of Mexico? Yeah. Not a thing. No, there no, are no. All, there's only one country of Mexico. If he meant Central America, that's something else. The Spanish but. language <laughs> came from Mexico. Also, do you know that other, there's some Latinos that actually don't speak Spanish? Just throwing I, that out there. I <gasps> love Spanish food like tacos and burritos. <laughs> yeah, Spanish. God and help traditional us all. Spanish food. I like it. Yeah, so like that, is, that is not. Yeah. <laughs> but well, yes, I'll that's. Avocados. We've talked about this. You know, when we moved here and, and people asked what kind of Mexican Donnie was. And then I said, he's not Mexican, he's Dominican. They say, oh, no, South American. I say, nope, try again. Um, and so, you know. The I think most white people forget that there is talking. a country named Spain. I think, I, I think so, too. I think that if they don't know Dominican Republic is its own half of an island, then I don't know what to say. No. Um, I really, I don't, there's nothing to do here. I can't fix stupid, and it's not my job, too. In, in all seriousness, I think it would be an interesting task to say, point Spain mm -hmm. out on a map. I don't think they could. And I, no, I guarantee they'd go to South America. Well, they think that Dominican Republic is in South America, and when I tell them it shares an island with Haiti, they about have a serious like physical reaction right you know there's, there's black, black people, people there, there. <laughs> uh <-huh>. <laughs> <laughs> yes and they just can't and they can't understand how you can like be black but not be black or be latin and be very white they just don't understand well, maybe well and joe rogan and jordan like, peterson had a long discourse oh i on can't that as far as should we really call black people black? I mean, they're not really black. They're more brown and different shades of brown. So And white people aren't really white. And white people aren't really white. So, like, why do we do that? Shouldn't we call them something else? Well, maybe we should have thought about that before well, we I do. started so, calling people stupid. That, that's a good point if you're smoking pot. <laughs> it's a really good point. Maybe. Michael Eric Dyson, I think it was You know him. what's funny? All the times I ever smoked weed, I never had that. that my conversations were like, do you think Scooby-Doo, like actually smarter than he appears like who's I talking mean, about that shit when I get, they're high i get i get what they are literally saying but like yeah. michael eric dyson was like yeah you're just you're missing the point um <laughs> let's talk about like privilege and uh, the black yeah, experience there in is America. no privilege um so but i do think the representation in this film i i hope disney continues to make movies about people in different countries and of different ethnicities so that this issue of representation and relating to each other through stories as humans rather than people of a specific color. Well, it's so, there, more I mean, that. I remember, and so I'm going to go back to a Lin-Manuel Miranda thing, when Philippa Sue plays um, 
um, what's her name, Eliza in Hamilton, this little girl, this little Asian girl, watches her and she said, "It's." I, I watched this video and she's like, look, I'm on stage. And the mom's like, that's you? She goes, yes, look at me. And she kept insisting it was her. And it was like, that's why it's yes. important to have Philippa Sue up there. Okay. Well, that's why it's important to have Chris Jackson, all these guys pl- doing this because these kids need to be able to see that that is something they can do. They've never seen it before. Because we live in a world, in this country anyway, where white is the default. Well, we can't talk. Yeah. Remember, not- we talked about this in Barbie. I couldn't get a Barbie with brown hair as a kid. Right. I just wanted a Barbie with brown hair. I didn't care if she had blue eyes. I didn't care if her skin was tan. I just wanted a brown-haired Barbie, and I couldn't get one. And so when I got my first brown-haired Barbie, it was like, and I'm not even that, I'm not a Barbie girl, but I really just wanted a brown-haired Barbie, Barbie. I was in a Barbie world, but I was not Barbie. And I did not, I wasn't represented. And all I was, and I, and I wasn't asking for much in my very privileged life. Trust me, just wanting a brown hair Barbie is nothing. You think about all the brown girls who don't have Barbies right. and the, you know, chunky girls who don't have Barbies and all, you know, please. My brown hair Barbie was, you know, first world problems, but it was important to me. And so now what do you think it is to little, you know, Colombian girls or Latina girls seeing these characters on screen? Right. Or even if it's yeah. animated. Yeah. Mic drop. Yes. Okay. Well, Watching Canto again. Say about that. And Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, by the way, um, I will say anybody who says Lin Manuel Miranda's songs all sound alike, I'd like you to exactly reference how they wa- how they do. I want to know exactly how it is they sound alike. And until you can tell me that, shut the fuck up. And how many uh, musicals have you written? I'm done. Now, yeah. now I'm mic dropping. So if you want to uh, write to us and tell us all the ways you loved or hated Encanto, mm-hmm. if you want to... Not hate. If you hated it, piss off. If you want to write to us and tell us your deep family shame that no one talks about, <laughs> you're welcome to do that. Um, Address it to Your Rin. favorite character from Encanto. <laughs> Rin really just wants somebody to talk about Encanto with. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but we really don't want to hear your naysaying crap, so... Katrina is wrong. I, I definitely do. I value everyone's opinion. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Except Katrina. Yeah. I do relate to Dolores, too, because she is, like, a curious yes. one, too. Like she wants The ears to open. Yeah, Bo she's show. not so much a gossip, although she can't she's, keep a secret to herself. But neither, neither can you a little bit. Like, But in the sweetest yeah. way possible. Yes. I'm People who have to... <laughs> People who know you would get it. So anyway, okay, like, subscribe. We're everywhere you can find podcasts. Um, please. Why are you making that face? Follow us me. on Instagram, that other Ford pod. We are on Facebook. Every once in a while, Rin will post. Mitchell and I are not on Facebook, so don't look for us there. Mitch is on Instagram, though. Blow his feet up. And uh, what else? Send us, like we said, an email. All the things. Send us your deep family shame that no one talks about, but that everyone talks about. And remember that... Feminism isn't a bad word. <laughs> I don't know what we did there. Oh, man, you really